Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin and I'm with Rob and we have just watched Duke being taken out by Michigan State. That's awesome because we hate Duke. No one likes Duke except for people who do like Duke. And speaking of Rob, Rob's here with me. Rob, how are you doing? Great, man. I'm great. You know, perfect, perfect results, man. Virginia wins, Duke loses. Yeah, we we promised an emotional pod that was going to come out last night. But after listening to the recording (laughs) this morning, it has been decided that that's going to be thrown away forever. There's no reason to have that out. So today what we're going to do, we're going to do some analytical reactions. We're going to talk about our next opponent, who is Auburn. And we're also going to talk about what we're going to look for in the next uh, game or two. So, Rob, let's start off. What is a takeaway that you can have from the game versus Purdue? Yeah, I mean, the obvious one is just just happiness for Tony Bennett, get the monkey off his back uh, for the final four. And obviously I think everyone kind of lived through that. I know we did last night. Mm -hmm. When you talk numbers, when you talk analytics, to me, I'm just so happy we got Kyle Guy back to form. Yes, I'm like Kyle Guy, you know, I love the whole team. Kyle Guy is probably my favorite player on the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just having him back to the player that he was during the regular season for that Mm -hmm. second half you know 25 points 21 of which came in the second half uh after struggling through the first couple games and you know he rolled his ankle and was like oh no like what does this mean so for me he was huge for me just having him back was massive yeah no I agree I think especially he he didn't have a great first half but he came out in the second half firing he was locked in and it was that tweaked ankle that did it yeah who knew (laughs) that back and forth who knew that uh twisting your ankle like rolling your ankle could really you know mess with your brain and everything (laughs) so but i think i think he realized i don't know i don't know what it is shooters shoot and he was in a massive slump for the first three games of the tournament came out locked in on this he was always locked in Mm -hmm. but he really came out shooting i liked his form ty was also really big ty had a really good night Mm mm-hmm 24 points you know Kyle had a double double by the way which Mm -hmm. like is something I didn't realize until I woke up this morning that he had 10 boards I knew he was getting big on the glass but I know like 10 rebounds no Kyle Kyle had a had a really awesome game and it really made up for the poor game that DeAndre had DeAndre ended up with 10 points and he did have the the layup to put us ahead in the final 
uh, minute. But other than that, he did not play well. He The thing I was disappointed in the most was that when we needed him to, he was not hunting his shot. Mm-hmm. I felt like he had a good matchup versus Purdue's uh, Ryan Klein, who is 6'6", 195. I mean, DeAndre's got 30 pounds on him. Yeah. DeAndre should have taken him inside. I mean, DeAndre just looks like an NBA player anyway. Yeah, like, Ryan Klein does not look like an yeah. NBA player, <laughs> like, if I'm being honest with you. And I, I really felt that he had a good matchup there. I know that there's other people inside, but Dre would you know, look like he was going to take him and then just dump it off to Kihei or dump it off to Ty or dump it off to Kyle. And I mean, I, I was just a little disappointed with how he came out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his best game. That's how he did kind of mm-hmm. step up towards the end. He did, yes. And, and, like, one thing I wondered, too, is, like, his confidence slash, you know, just, like, what was going on in his head. Because mm-hmm. he, Kihei Clark started on Carson Edwards, and then when he was just hitting everything, they started putting Dre on him. Yeah. I wonder, like, if that switch or having to guard Carson Edwards affected him on the other end. Well, let's let's talk about that for a sec. So, Carson Edwards had an incredible game, Unreal. 42 points. Unreal. Uh, 10 of 19 from three and very difficult threes. very <laughs> difficult threes off uh, very deep threes long threes off balance threes coming off the dribble threes so he was shoot he was out of his mind i don't think i've ever seen a player shoot like that before not in a college game. not in a college game and and kihei was having difficulty he Carson Edwards was shooting over him because Carson Edwards has got four inches on him probably mm-hmm. at least at least if not more and so Kie was having difficulty. So I liked it when they switched DeAndre on him uh, to close out the first half. And I think that Carson Edwards was a little bit bothered by that. But then he came out in the second half, and I think that Dre was scared of him blowing by him. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that Carson Edwards just decided to shoot over him. He yeah. would just step back farther and then shoot over him again. I mean, there was one point where uh, Edwards made three in a row just in DeAndre's face. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre was probably a couple feet away from him. And that's too far. And I think, and towards the end of the game, DeAndre was actually swapped out of the game. He was not in the game. Yeah, which is wild. It was crazy. I mean, imagine imagine at the beginning of the season if we say Dre is not playing for the final five minutes of the most important game of the season. Yeah. I would have said, oh, he's hurt or he's in foul <laughs> trouble or... Um, something else. Yeah. Something is terribly wrong. But no, he was just not on his game. Yeah. And I guess that happens. And I think it's weird because we've never seen that from him before. You know, Kyle's had off nights. Ty's had off nights. Mamadi's had horrible nights. Mm-hmm. Dre is usually pretty consistent. Yeah. And even from his first year to his second year, we've never seen something like this where he just doesn't shoot well, doesn't play well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of carried over from the Oregon game, too. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a normal characteristic performance from DeAndre Hunter. I think it'll be bad. I mean, we just want to have a game where all three of our best players play really well. And right. the thing is, we still haven't had that yet in the postseason. We haven't. Yeah, we're in the Final Four. We're in the Final Four. So, Did I mean, we mention that we're in the Final yeah, Four yet? Yeah, so we... Yeah, well, yeah. We mentioned that last <laughs> night, but no one's going to hear that. We are in the Final Four. It's huge. First time since 84. And let's talk about this for a sec. How much this means to the program. And we... I've talked about this a lot with you. I've talked about this with a lot of my good friends, mm-hmm. just how validating it is for the program. I think that word validation is really something that comes back to mind because I feel like the program has been under such scrutiny, especially since last year, yeah. since the Syracuse loss, since since our early exit in 2015 with that 
amazing team mm-hmm. and we just haven't been able to go into the postseason like we wanted to but with this win with being able to go to the final four going to minneapolis playing against the elite teams i think that the season and this team and tony are finally validated in the minds of everyone yeah no totally and like you think about it and like whether it was fair or not like that was the narrative like you think Mm -hmm. back like the past five years when we've been really good you know that 2014 team you know they played a really good michigan state squad and that was also the first time being a one seed in a long time Mm -hmm. like they lost and it is what it was. They were just happy to be there. Yeah. 2015 was disappointing, but you knew you were going to be back. And it was a shame because Justin Anderson, Justin hurt finger kind of yeah. just messed up the whole season, and his which appendix. is unfortunate. His yeah. Appendix. So you had that going on. 2016, obviously, the heartbreak. Right. You know, and the Elite Eight. 2017, that team just wasn't that good. That team is what it is. It was a good team, it, but it was not a, a it was team a that. five seed, I, I think. I mean, we, we went as far as we should have gone in that yeah. tournament. I mean, that was as well as we could have done which but we us, got crushed yeah, by the way yeah which brings us to last year so like whether it was fair or not that was the narrative virginia can't win in march does right. tony bennett style work in march and just right. like just to see, be, see him so happy and like him when he's like i love all the pictures when he's like screaming from like cutting down the nets and it, may, it makes I, me smile every yeah time i, I love it. all of that and i feel like so much of that it's like yes we've made it but also just the monkey off the back like no one can say Virginia style doesn't work in March anymore. No, I mean, you can't say that. Once you've gotten to the Final Four, it's like you, you're a great coach. Yeah. You, you, Tony's yeah. gone from a, like a really good coach a, to a great coach. It's like such a huge thing. Like There's such a difference between the Elite Eight and Final Four. It, it, it's like incredible. It probably shouldn't be that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just another game, but it's the, the next two games are, if you get lucky enough to play two games, they're just, yeah. they're huge. Like it's, that's what people tune in for. Like, you know, 90% of America isn't diehard college basketball fans like mm-hmm. we are. And, like, that's what they see, the Final Four. And, like, yeah. to finally get that. And now now that Duke lost to be the, the lone ACC team there mm-hmm. in the Final Four. And the lone one seed. Yeah. It's we, crazy. We got a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, and a five seed. So kind of all over the place. I do want to say that, and I, I told you this earlier before we started recording, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, but if we don't, win on saturday if we lose to auburn or if we don't win the national championship i i will be sad mm-hmm. i will be disappointed but i don't think i'm gonna be moping around for a long time yeah because i i once again we go back to this idea of getting the monkey off the back i think that was set on everyone's minds the team's minds the fans minds just how can we get rid of this umbc thing uh-huh and I think making it to the Final Four solves all the problems that we had. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I want to win it all, obviously. Like, obviously, you want to win it all. Of course I want to win it all. Are you kidding me? And we can win it all. Like, look at the teams that are in the field. Not to say any of them are easy outs, but each one of those teams UVA can beat. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. But I I kind of agree with that. I mean, looking back, the goal was Final Four. I think— The goal was Final Four. It was. At least least in our heads, in my head, the goal was Final Four. And it's Mm -hmm. like— it was the same thing, you know, kind of kind of like a good example is just looking back to the football team. You know, two years ago, the, bowl, the goal was a bowl game. And yeah. they got there and they... Bowl win. And then the bowl yeah, win Yeah, and then the bowl the win goal. was the next one and beat Tech. And but, now the, yeah, the but, next goal is beat Tech. <laughs> uh, so hopefully those will come in football. But no, I mean, I get that sentiment. Obviously, it's like, it's it's going to feel good either way. Like, this is such a huge step for the it program. Will. I have a question for you. Do you think that this season would have been a bust if we had lost on Saturday? 
I. It's tough to say a bust. I don't think the I goal think would a have lot, been accomplished. I think a lot of people would have been very disappointed with the team, even though it was a great season and we made it to the Elite Eight and mm-hmm. got would have been beat by an amazing Purdue team Yeah, uh, with an amazing player. But I think that a lot of fans would have been disgruntled by, and a lot of the media people, the national, the national talk would have been, same thing Same over thing, again. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if it'd be a busted season, but it certainly, yeah, I mean, the I goal wasn't, wouldn't have been accomplished. The goal I, was a Final Four. I don't think I would have considered it a busted season, but I think a lot of other people would. But it would be the same thing where Virginia fans would say, oh, but like, we still made it to the lead A, right. we still won the regular season, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone in the national media would be like, oh, well, you didn't make the Final Four. Right, so, exactly. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but we made it. No, so I mean, that's, that's that. an interesting question. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there's the goal no, was a Final Four, and I'm just glad glad it's done. There's no good answer for that, I don't think. Yeah, because, I mean, in our own heads, you think about it, and you're like, yeah, like, no, it was we still a really great, good season. We had a great regular season. We had some great games, and but we didn't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. But now we have done something with it. We've made it. We've done it. And I want to talk. Do, do you want to mention anything else with, with regards to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games? One thing, one thing I will mention is our bench play. I think the bench play was tough because there was none mm-hmm. in Oregon, yeah, and there really wasn't any besides Jack Salt in the Purdue game. And what do you make of that? To me, that's to me that's not a big deal. Okay. I think about bench play. For bench play, I think about depth, and for depth, I think what do you need to get through the regular season? Right. But when it when it gets to the postseason, your star players are going to win you those games. Mm-hmm. You know. These guys now have a week off, and you know depth is obviously good. Having a rotation is good. Yeah, Florida State has a great rotation. Rotation, and they mm-hmm. lost. You know, it's it's about the best players you can put on the court. And yeah, you need depth to get through potential injuries, potential mm-hmm. two game turns, and stuff like that during the regular season. But I mean, when it's Final Four, man, when it's Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, like your best players got to play. Like yeah. you can't you can't be saving anything. Everything's yeah. got to be out there. So to me, obviously, like. You'd want more production from your bench guys, but like, mm-hmm. just take the Purdue game. You know, Jack Salt came off the bench and played 34 minutes. Jay played two seconds, and Braxton played a minute. Yeah, and you know, like Jay that's fine. Two <laughs> that's he did. He did. He only came <laughs> at the end of the half. Play. So but, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? No, I think I, I wish that we because I think that our guys were tired at the end of the Purdue game, and I really I think that was maybe part of why Dre wasn't playing as well because he played a lot versus Oregon. Oregon was a tough team to play and now he's coming up against another physical Purdue team and I think he was tired. I think his legs got tired. I think he wasn't able to do the things that he normally does. Mm-hmm. But he took, I mean, luckily Mamadi was amazing and Kyle and Ty both were able to come away with uh, a lot of points and really good shooting nights for both of them. Kyle, Kyle was 5 of 12 and Ty was four of ten, mm-hmm. so all all around a really good effort from the whole team. And I want to move on now to the legacy of this game and how it goes down in Virginia history. So, what do you what do you think the legacy of this game is? I mean, it's obviously Tony Bennett's going to go down in UVA lore forever. Like yes. the man's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, obviously this being First of hopefully many Final Fours, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's huge. I mean, just the shot itself was 
from Mamani Diakite right. in the past. The past. Like, I, the closest comparison I can think of is like the final play of that Florida State game in '95, mm-hmm. where Warwick Dunn gets stuffed right. at the goal line right. when or he doesn't the, score. Or I'm, if we bring it back to basketball, the Leitner shot. Yeah. Against um, who were they playing? I, I Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were playing Kentucky. But I, I think it. I think it's gonna go down like that. And when they do make that 30 for 30 on us, <laughs> on this UVA team, losing to the 16th seed and then going to the Final Four, mm-hmm. maybe winning a championship, that shot is going to be it. I mean, that I mean, the shot, the pass, the Kihei pass was incredible. I mean, that by the way, uh, people are starting to like give that more appreciation, but like it need, it, the pass was that's as one of the more impressive than the shot. Well, I know because Kihei put it in the perfect position for Mamani. He Mamadi. just swung it, just Ma- one hand. Mamani didn't have to. He put it right up there where Mamani could just kind of volleyball tip it in. Mm-hmm. And Mamani, it was a good. That's a tough shot, especially mm-hmm. over seven three harms. But Mamani had a really good shot. Kihei's pass, I think, was even more important than that because I, I honestly thought that Kihei didn't have enough time to pass it. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to have to jack up a shot, and I said, "That's it," because. I mean, honestly, when when we were down three and Ty was at the line and he made the first one, I didn't know what they were gonna do because if he purpose the purposeful miss never seems to work ever. Mm-hmm. And the the make and then foul and then all that nonsense, it never works either. Yeah. Um very rarely. But Ty I think if Ty makes that sh- the second free throw, we lose that game. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't think he meant to miss that free he throw. He didn't. Yeah. No, he said he intended to make that free yeah. throw. Yeah. And then Mamadi was in a really good position to tip it out. And Kihei ran it down, passed it across half court, and it was a beautiful shot. Yeah. And I will remember that shot forever. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's forever. The, that's the thing. It's like, that's, that's incredible. Like, in my lifetime, that's the best singular, like, play. Like, there's been yeah. incredible moments and games and stuff like that, but, like, play that, like, define mm-hmm. the season, you know, Tony Bennett's perspective. De- define, Virginia's defines perspective Tony's the career. Define, yeah. Defines Virginia's place in the elite basketball teams. I mean, I think that pass solidifies us. Like, without that pass, though, we're not an elite team. Yeah. We're still a team that has done really well over the past seven years. But that pass solidifies us as a great basketball program yeah no totally agree i mean it was it's just incredible man like even just thinking back on it now it's just incredible yeah. like and, and then I, obvi- and then you have to go from that to playing overtime and i mean i'm sure right, purdue was crushed like I how know. can you not be after that well and purdue still came out and they were ahead in overtime yeah too so i mean they they had an incredible game as well i think i think uva rode that high i think deandre too i think he saw that mm-hmm. he wasn't in the game when that happened <laughs> And, he, and I think he took it upon himself to try a little bit harder in the overtime. Yeah. And luckily he did because he was able to make that layup. Yeah. Was ahead. No, I mean, it was just... And then Kihei sank those free throws. It was nice. I loved it how he hits the first and just looks back Smiles. at the guys. Yeah. yeah. Those were his only two points of the night, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They were talking about this... Oh, I can't remember if it was ESPN or CBS. They were talking about it in some post game, And mm-hmm. they're like, imagine being Kihei Clark, just like... You're a freshman, like you're tasked to guard Carson Edwards, and like he generally played pretty good defense on Carson. I Edwards. think he played good defense. Carson Edwards, which is on fire, and he I don't. Was unconscious. Maybe LeBron James could have stopped him. I don't know. Like he was just incredible. no one was stopping. Kawhi, maybe I don't no know. No one was like, stopping. It was 
it was amazing. And then to have your only two points come right at the end and like, you know, but your stat line was, you know, three rebounds for the guy, five assists. Five assists, no turnovers. You know, I think that's the he most did, important thing. He did what he was supposed to be doing. And, yeah. you know, like it all goes back to when he gets, when he picks up the ball with like two seconds left mm-hmm. in regulation. Like most people are just chucking up a shot. Like people chuck up shots with like two seconds, right. one second left right. on the clock. Like I mean, he, he had the poise to whip the ball out. Yeah. And get a shot that the best shot and allowing the most possible time. It was just it was a dagger. It was incredible. It was a dagger. It was incredible. Um, I do want to touch on we. I know we already talked about bench players, but I do want to touch on Jack Salt real quick. Uh, Jack Salt, who really didn't play that much in the first three games at all. I think he played ten minutes total. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. But he played um, uh, thirty-four minutes tonight. Had five points. Eight rebounds, only one turnover, only two fouls, two steals. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- was really key in, in locking down the paint for UVA. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what the difference was in the paint points, but UVA uh, was it was an extreme difference in the difference between how many paint points UVA had and how many paint points Purdue had. Because mm-hmm. Purdue was making all their shots from outside. <laughs> so so they, they clearly didn't get much in the paint. But Jack Salt did a really good job of locking down harms locking down some of other Purdue's big boys. And I think he really stepped up when he needed to. Yeah, and I mean, it's good for him, man. Like, you know, to just take it in stride that, yeah, like you're just not going to play that much these yeah. first couple games. And then to come in and play 34 minutes, which some of that was overtime, but it also did match his season high, was mm-hmm. 34 minutes. So, you know, good for him. And like, he came in for defense. Like, he came in to because yeah. he needed a bigger presence in the paint. But and- he also he also had five points. One of two from the free throw line, so that's a that's always a plus. It's above average. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a little. I think it's about average. It's, it's about somewhere average. near there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I th- I think that it it just goes to show how what kind of a player he is and what he means to this team. That he can sit on the bench for three games, watch us almost lose to a 16 seed again, mm-hmm. watch us be down to Oregon, and still be okay with sitting on the bench and then coming out when he's really needed when the matchup's really good for him and him being able to play extremely well for not having played in like two weeks yeah i mean like uh, while we're talking about minutes like so uh so jack salt played 34 minutes deandre hunter played 37 uh ty jerome played all 45 Mm-hmm. But to me, kind of the incredible thing is, so Kyle Guy plays 42, and I think the only minutes he was out was after he rolled his ankle. Yeah, and the, then, at the end of the first half. Yeah, so Ty plays all 45 minutes, and Mamadi plays 42 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine thinking two years ago when Mamadi Diakite couldn't step on the floor without fouling, that that man was going to play 42 minutes? Like, I, I said this, incredible. I said this kind of jokingly during the game, and I tweeted this during the like right after the game ended, but I said that Mamadi's going to declare for the draft. I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> I, I'm ser- I'm dead serious. He's not going to clear. I think, I think he will test the waters. I think he might go to the combine, not hire an agent. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Kyle will definitely do that. Yeah. Ty and Dre are leaving. Yeah. I think Mamadi might go to the combine. Yeah. I really do. I, I, really I do. would be shocked if he left. I'd actually I would be, be surprised I, if Kyle Guy left, honestly. I would be shocked if Mamadi left as well. But I do think that he's going to go to that combine and not hire an agent. Yeah. No, I mean, there's only upside. Is you know? is Mamadi a villain? Is a he villain? a college basketball villain? <laughs> he he headbutts an Oregon guy. He makes the last second shot. Uh, headbutts and quotations. He, headbutts and quotation marks. 
Is he is he seen by a villain? Nah. Did you see the moment he had with Carson Edwards? Yeah. After uh, he yeah, that was Sean Regulation. That, that was cool. cool. Carson Edwards just looks at him and kind of smiles. And Mamadi gives were, him a little tap. They were saying something to each other, but it was definitely like, <laughs> it was definitely like that was you're yeah. amazing. And Carson Edwards probably said, "No, you're amazing. <laughs> no, you hang up. Yeah, no, you hang up." Uh, but that was great. Anything else you want to talk about from the Elite Eight game other than just how incredible it is for our program and for our fans? And no, I mean, I just love it. I just love it for everybody involved. Like mm-hmm. even you know Craig Littlepage is you know he gets some heat sometimes, mm-hmm. but I mean even Craig Littlepage was down there on the floor and yeah. like you know this is I love what Tony Bennett said after the game because he's big in the same way in a different style, but in the same intention of Bronco Mendenhall, which mm-hmm. I do like about our coach. It's insane that. You know, like the game, you want to win games, but you want to do it the right way. You want to yeah. do it with certain goals in mind. And to see the way that, you know, obviously everyone's embraced that in the community and just to see how wide it spans and how mm-hmm. passionate people are. Uh, for me, that was, we already knew that, but just to see it happen there again, like, yeah. is just, it's powerful. It's meaningful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just so happy for everybody in that program. Yeah, me too. I'm happy for me. Honestly, um, but let's move on and let's talk a little bit about Auburn, okay? And what to expect from Auburn. So Auburn is a shooting team. They shoot the three ball really well. They uh, shoot about thirty eight percent overall, and they have a couple players who are really really good at shooting the three, including Bryce Brown, who shoots at around forty one percent, and also um, this guy Samir Dowdy who shoots at around 43%. And then they've got a couple other players. Jared Harper, who shoots a lot, he shoots 37%. And also Okiki, who is not going to play because he tore his ACL, but he shot that's 38%. Tough. So that's tough that they lost one of their best players. But uh, Auburn's a running gun team. They're going to come down. They're going to try and shoot a three. They will shoot a lot of threes. They're a volume team. So they, their percentage is good, but also they just shoot a lot. So mm-hmm. that's where they're going to get most of their points from. Um, the other thing about Auburn is that they turn they make you turn the ball over. Now I think I think what is good about us is that we don't turn the ball over very much, mm-hmm. you generally. And also we're pretty good at defending the three. Yeah. Now th- with that being said, the three is the way to beat this pack line defense. So mm-hmm. I honestly wanted Kentucky over Auburn for a couple reasons. It was mostly because of the three point percentage. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, obviously, first off, it was a great game between mm-hmm. Auburn and Kentucky. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, I mean, I, I see both sides of it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to play Kentucky. It You're going to play a good team no matter what in the Final Four. Right. So it is what it is. I do I do tend to agree. I think we would have matched up better against mm-hmm. Kentucky. But, hey, we're playing a five seed in the Final Four. You know, right. you do what you can. But, a obviously, this seed. isn't your typical five seed. Uh, So they've won 12 in a row. Just, like... Looking at their path to get here, man, like, it, for me, like, when I really started taking them seriously was when they smacked Tennessee in mm-hmm. the SEC championship, 84-64. So winning 12 in a row, and just look at the teams they've been in the tournament, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, those are, like, blue blood mm-hmm. schools, schools that are in the tournament and winning a lot of games in the tournament every year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, hats off, hats off to Auburn right now. I mean, they are yeah. playing terrific basketball. I mean, the way they smacked Carolina— 97 80 like they were hitting every shot yeah. it was wild i mean it was yeah i mean 
Listen, we're gonna play a good team regardless. Uh, we were always these, gonna play yeah. a good team. <laughs> these, there, there's no, there's no really good team that I was like, oh, I want that yeah. one because they are bad. No, it's just unless it was Loyola. I like, might have taken Loyola last year, but <laughs> well, Sister we, Jean, we would have had Loyola. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but in any case, in any case, um, we're we're gonna play a good team, and it, whoever makes the championship, they're also gonna play a good team as well. So th- this is gonna be a tough game for us. The thing that um, I do want to mention is that. They do play small. the mm-hmm. The biggest guy they're going to play is six eleven, and I don't think he plays that much. His name is Austin Wiley. Um, he has about thirteen minutes a game. So, mm-hmm. if he comes in, it's it's going to be a good time for Jack to come and feast on him. But otherwise, you know, we're going to have a lot of guard play this game. Uh, something that I'm looking for is to get Braxton more involved on the defensive end. They've got some bigger guys. Uh, uh, McLemore is 6'7", and uh, Samir uh, Dowdy is 6'4". Bryce Brown is 6'3". Jared Harper is 5'11". So those are like their big guys. Yeah. Not their b- tall guys, but like the guys who play the most. And I think that this is a good matchup for Kihei. I mm-hmm. think Kihei can do a really good job bothering Jared Harper. I think that Kyle can do it. Uh, Tyler and Kai can do a good job on Bryce Brown. Uh, hopefully, Dre and if Braxton plays at all, can use their size to bully them down low and on the boards. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to use our size to an advantage, which is not something that we can do all the time. Yeah, it's like it's interesting too because you know when Kyle went out last night with the rolled ankle, you kind of you kind of forget during the season. But this team really only plays with three true guards, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, with. Ty and Kyle and Kihei. So, like, mm-hmm. these guys are going to run, man. They, they're they going to get their minutes worth. They're going to get, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we have the best, arguably the best strength and conditioning coach in the country, Mike Curtis. And, yeah. You know, boys better be ready to run. Because yeah. they're, they're going to play potentially Auburn's, all 40 minutes. Auburn's going to make you run. And especially if they are making you turn the ball over a lot, there's a lot of back and forth. So, Auburn's going to get up a lot of shots. They're going to make you run. And it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be good. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what we can do against this team. I, I don't feel nervous. Yeah. All, I, all the pressure is off that's me the thing. for feeling nervous. That's the thing. It's like, we're here. We're in the final. And I, we say that now. I'm sure I'll be. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> on my like, hands yeah, and knees. <laughs> during the game. But no, I mean, like, is it fair to say we're playing with house money right now? You know? Like, we're just. We, A little bit. I like, mean. You know? There's no. And that, that said, Auburn's probably feeling the exact Auburn same Auburn definitely way. has more house money. Yeah. <laughs> But so take everything we say with a grain of salt. But yeah, I mean, like we we made the final four, man. We made the final, <laughs> made four, the final four. I I think I think one thing that another thing I'm looking for against Auburn is to have all of our big three have a solid game. Mm-hmm. I know that's tough because if one of them has an off night, then usually the other two step up, or usually at least one of them will step up. Mm-hmm. And you've talked about this before during the whole tournament. All three haven't been on at the same time. Yeah. And that's a problem. And we, But we've still made it this far. And that just speaks to how talented this team is and how driven they are. But at the same time, I would really like all three of them to step up at the same time because this is it. The season's two more games. Yeah. And we're done. No matter yeah. what happens. Hopefully two more games. <laughs> Hopefully two more. Well, at least one more game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully two more games. But no more than two games. Yeah. <laughs> They were not playing a third game, <laughs> so you, you've got to be, you got to give everything right now. Yeah, and I hope that they understand that. I hope that they, I, I, of course, they do. 
that I, but I hope they step up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, during this tournament, Kihei has stepped up to the moment. Mamadi stepped up to the moment. Kyle stepped up last night. Yeah. Ty has been Ty's pretty been pretty pretty, pretty solid the whole tournament. Dre's been on and off a little bit. Jack's been on and off. Uh, Jay and Braxton have been kind of non-existent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for everyone to play their best game, use the minutes that they get wisely, mm-hmm. and just do what they do best. Yeah, we just play de- play solid defense, efficient offense, and we can beat this team. Oh, I mean, like that's the thing that gets me so excited is like. Virginia can legitimately win the national championship. Right. Like, there's not, like, looking at these Final Four teams, there's not one where I'm like, oh, like, we can't take that. Like, there's no, the only team that I thought was really, really scary this season was Duke. Duke. And listen, Duke's out now, and Duke played poorly the last couple games. Yeah. Like, they should have lost before this. Yeah. And it's, it was so frustrating in the national media. Like, oh, Virginia barely squeaks by, you know, Pat Ford with this typical column that he comes out with every year. And then Duke does the same thing. It's like, oh, they're incredible. Like, yeah. can you believe the way Zion's playing? Yeah. So, listen, Duke was the only team that I was like, man, if we have to face them, I don't know. Like, we can beat any team in this field. Like, that's mm-hmm. a fact. Like, this can happen. Like, it's – I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, like, a national championship is obviously a very – it's a possibility. Do you, you want know? to look ahead a little bit to the – to the what the potential national championship could be. Yeah, I mean, you know this way better than I do. Well, right here. So, so so Texas Tech and Michigan State are going to be playing on the other side of the bracket. Texas Tech is a very similar team to UVA. They uh, and I'm going to say that they're more similar to the teams of UVA old, where we had one really good player and a lot of pretty good supporting players. So I'm liking it to like a worse version of the 2016 16 Elite Eight team. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Culver is a legitimate lottery pick for Texas Tech. He's probably declaring after this year. They have the best offense in the country, that, or sorry, the best defense in the country. And their offense isn't too shabby either. They they can shoot the three. They um, were going tit for tat with, um, oh, who did they beat? Texas Tech. Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the they beat the best offense in the country by outshooting them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had a really good game against Gonzaga. They're a scary team, and it's it's even more validation now that a team like Texas Tech, who also plays slow, deliberate, really good defense, mm-hmm. efficient offense, can make the Final Four the same year as Virginia. So that'll be cool. Um, Michigan State, I, I don't know what to say about Michigan State other than that they're they're really well coached. They have some solid players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassius Winston is a uh, one of the best players in the country, if not the best player in the country. Um, and now that Zion's out, yeah. he's probably Cassius Winston's probably the best player left in the tournament. Yeah, and you know that's going to be a really good game. Uh, I, I I'm excited to watch that one as well. So we're not going to go into the stats of that one just because we're crazy knows, and, yeah. <laughs> and we are fans and they're, they're the superstition is real. Yeah, and uh, as Dustin wears his UMBC hat, I, has, oh I'm still wearing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was wearing it, but yeah I. Uh, I think that this is going to be fun. And I think that as fans, we need to live in the moment and enjoy this because the day has come. The the dawn has – joy comes in the morning. Yeah. The, That's what Tony yeah. said last year. <laughs> two and years – or was it – I last think it was year. two years ago. No, no. He said it after What did he say in 2016? He said something very similar if it wasn't that. He definitely said joy comes in the morning last year. I remember that okay. very specifically. He said something very similar 
after we lost to Syracuse as I'm well. I'm sure he did. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he's so he's so poetic with his words and just how he says things. But I'm I'm excited to to play Auburn. We're going to be playing in the 6 o'clock time slot. Mm-hmm. So is that Eastern time? I'm sure it is, yeah. I guess so. I'm actually going to be going to the games, uh, which is going to be fun. Rob might not be going to the games. I'd say less. It, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Okay. It's a possibility for Rob. And uh, we, so I'll definitely be in Minneapolis. So uh, hit me up if you see me. I don't know how many of you know what I look like, but if you see me, uh, hit me up. And probably the only person still wearing a Sean Singletary jersey. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, you. I'll, I'll be wearing uh, bright orange pants and uh, Sean Singletary jersey. So hit me up. And uh, Rob, is there anything else you want to touch on? Man, I mean, just. Just again, so happy, man. I, I don't know if you have anything else. I'm just, I'm happy. To I'm be here. just beyond, beyond thrilled. Especially ha- last night, man. Like, you know, like did did tears swell up a little bit? Yes, yes. yes. a little bit. Yes. So I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled too. And that's gonna be it for us today. So thank you for listening once again. This is Guys and Ties podcast. Uh, Rob and Dustin signing off. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Guys and Ties Pod. Follow us on Podbean and iTunes if you want to keep listening to us. And we will see you guys next week. Go Hoos. Go Hoos. Beat Beat Auburn. Auburn.